Hey all, and welcome to another episode of A Little Bit Unfiltered, a little bit of production. We're so glad you're back. I'm Sarah. And I'm Molly. And we're both your hosts and the co-founders of Little Bit Of, the Inclusive Lifestyle Collective. On this podcast, we take an unfiltered look into what happiness and success means for entrepreneurs, influencers, and changemakers, including ourselves. No Photoshop, Facetune, or filters here. Welcome back to A Little Bit Unfiltered. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of A Little Bit Unfiltered. Today we are joined with a super fun co-host. Lizzie, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, so my name is Lizzie. I'm currently living in Miami, Florida. I know Sarah from college. We were roommates during my junior year and her sophomore year. I am a teacher. I am an aspiring artist. And I'm lots of other things too, but we'll get into that. I'm happy to be here. I'm so excited that you're on this episode. I was telling Molly and Lizzie that I've been waiting for this like all day slash like all week. Um, so this is going to be a really fun episode. So you've heard us talk about Lizzie on previous episodes. So we figured we should bring the expert on Lizzie, Lizzie, onto the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be me. So um, Lizzie will be with us for the whole episode, which is going to be super fun. We are going to walk through some like current events and how they relate to us. And then we're going to dive in and talk to Lizzie about her experience as a teacher during the pandemic, her experience with the nonprofit Learn It Together, and some general life stuff um, and where she's going next, which is, spoiler alert, great places. So stay tuned for all of it. Um, this is going to be a great episode. So first off, I did, I think we should mention and thank all of you. We hit over 200 listens about a week ago, um, which is so exciting. <laughs> um, and we're grateful to each and every one of you who clicks play and stays till the end of all of our episodes or is coming in for one episode and um, likes what you hear. And we also just hit 100 followers on Instagram, which is really exciting. I think we hit it right after our live stream on Wednesday, which was really exciting. Um, I'm saying exciting a lot, but it is. <laughs> um, and I know we've had some really special followers in the past week or so. Um, yeah. And speaking of live streams... <laughs> <laughs> we had one um, for International Women's Day. So this will be coming out exactly a week after International Women's Day. So we wanted to do something a little more immediate. If you haven't checked it out, um, it is on my Instagram page. It's in my feed. So you can go and watch it. We got to speak with um, Sasha, who's the executive director of Learn It Together, who Lizzie introduced us to. And that was such a fun time and such a great interview. And I'm so glad that people got to hear from her. So thanks for tuning in. And if you haven't go check it out. Um, we also highlighted some of our favorite brands, podcasts, etc., etc. I'm talking a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, I have really nothing to add. Um, just so everyone knows I ate in a wake bar before this, um, because I'm very tired. So Molly's still waking up. We are recording this on a Friday night 
after work weeks and long weeks for all of us. So this is going to be a fun yes. time. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. So if in 20 minutes I start going off the wall, you know why. Mm-hmm. So I'm just um, preparing you ahead of time. Right. And I think before we dive into the more fun aspects of this episode, there has been a lot going on since our last episode two weeks ago. We've said for the past two episodes that things in Bachelor Nation move so much faster. And the day after we record a podcast, something new comes out. Um, it was Rachel Kirkinell, then it was Chris Harrison, and it was the Chris Harrison leaving and stepping down. Um, and now, um, in a very interesting turn of events, if you haven't been aware, um, Taylor Nolan, who is a contestant on Nick Viall's season, I believe, you might remember her as the emotional intelligence woman um, who talked about that a lot. Um, she is a licensed therapist um, and is a huge mental health advocate and all of the above has been sort of leading the charge to have Chris Harrison fired. Um, and I personally believe um, somewhat rightly so. Um, but in that, there were some people who went on her Twitter, and um, although it was through malintent, um, found old tweets of hers that were on her page. Um, and if we went through all of them, I don't think we should. Um, and <laughs> I don't think for any of our mental health, rehashing that is good. Um, but they were disturbing. I think they attacked every possible person out there um, from mental health to race to sexual orientation literally to size mm-hmm. incredibly really everything yeah fat phobic homophobic just you name it um, it was disgusting um, and I think I texted both of you um, separately when those came out and I think the tweets in themselves were really disturbing. And then her response to it was even more disturbing, especially as a mental health professional. Um, Yeah, there was very little accountability or mm -hmm. acceptance or apology or really anything Mm -hmm. at all. Yeah, I think it's of any sort of substance. I think it's really disappointing. Like, I hadn't heard of her before seeing all the news about her, but... You can't pick and choose, or you shouldn't pick and choose which human rights you think are valid because human rights are human rights. Mm-hmm. And attacking one pretty much nullifies any support of other human rights you've done in the past. So I just, I think it's really unfortunate yeah. and really disappointing that someone who has been on the forefront of, you know, other things, like she has fought for racial equity, she's fought for mental health, for her to tear down others. Um, it's just disappointing and it doesn't really make sense. Mm-hmm. And yeah. she essentially deplatformed herself because of that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was a really weird part of her quote unquote apology that like there wasn't accountability in her excuse was that she's done the work since then or like, mm-hmm. so she's absolved from doing any work going forward. And yeah, she kept, she said like a few times in her response, like mm-hmm. it was part of her journey and that those tweets were part of where she, like leading her to where she is now. Mm-hmm. And I, I understand everyone says things that they don't mean, but you still have to hold yourself accountable to them and you still have to like, own your mistakes and you can't say oh well like it's fine that was part of my journey like I'm doing all this stuff now mm-hmm. that doesn't change what you did in the past mm-hmm. yeah I think um 
there was also the response was really interesting. Two of her closest friends on the show, I think they had really eloquent responses to it and how shocking it was because um, Vanessa Grimaldi was also on that season and she works specifically like she started a nonprofit um, for differently abled children and um, students with special needs. And um, I could not imagine being in her shoes and seeing the things that your supposed best friend said about that. And I can't imagine being her clients and seeing your therapist. That's something your therapist believes. It's just wild to me. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. I did watch. Um, so the black Chillerettes we've mentioned on the podcast before, they did a lot of live videos with Taylor following the Chris Harrison incident. And rightfully so they protected their energy and their mental health after the tweets came out and stayed offline because they're like we're not the sole um source of information on this but they just did an interview or just did a live video and i think it was um it was a really interesting perspective on sort of what might have been behind taylor's reasoning for the video like as a black woman having to sort of defend yourself right away and make an immediate reaction and i'm not giving the um, narrative justice, but I think it did make me think about it a little better, but it did obviously hold her accountable and be like, that doesn't excuse what she did, but here's some insight into it. Um, so I, it's another week in bachelor nation. Um, <laughs> and it'll be interesting to see how the next week pans yeah. out. I was just thinking how this episode is going to go up mm-hmm. the day of the finale. And I'm sure a lot will go down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> On that day, as I'm sure anyone who watches The Bachelor and reads anything about The Bachelor mm-hmm. already is prepared for. Yeah, I am excited for After the Final Rose with Emmanuel Acho. I was just watching some of his um, interviews about it. And for those who don't know, he's the author of the book. I believe the title is Uncomfortable Conversations with a Black Man. And his videos mm-hmm. went viral back in June, I think. Um and so I'm excited, but I'm just almost a little worried they're going to give too much time to Rachel. Yeah. 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 And I honestly would just rather like if they are, if they did end up together, if they're still together, if they mm-hmm. are breaking up, like just wrap it up Lizzie and let's and like I are, move on. <laughs> Lizzie and I are staying very quiet because we yeah, know. I, I feel like they're going to focus more on. Actually, I don't really know how this works because I haven't seen it in the past, but I'd hope that they would focus on announcing the future Bachelorettes because obviously the season ends very dramatically and not in a great way. So, Did Lizzie just say future Bachelorettes? Ooh. Spoiler yeah, alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> My bad. Skip ahead of your <laughs> Wait a second. Guess you think it, right? Guess you think Do you not know? No. Yeah. I don't know anything. I've been so good this season. Do you want to know? I know. I've been I have good. A good. I have a general idea. I told you. I have a general idea that mm-hmm. Rachel's going to win. But I only think that because I think they would have edited her out of the season by now. I mm-hmm. think that as soon as everything came out, they would have just started cutting everything she was a part of. They cut so many other things. Why wouldn't they just cut her? They cut Heather so, out completely of the women tell all. <laughs> Like, yeah, yeah, it's like, like they, they really. Like, yeah, so it. I just think that if she didn't win, they would have cut her out. So mm-hmm. that's why I think she definitely won. But I also think that they definitely broke up because, like, 
mm-hmm. how could you stay together? Um, yeah. Yeah. I started following, it's like a spoilers account, but I started following it so I could really follow the Bachelor Nation response to Taylor's tweets. And then I just kept following. And so now I know everything. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so who are the Bachelorettes? Okay, skip ahead, like... 30 seconds if you don't want to know. Wait, can I guess? Yes, you can guess. But it, like, okay. we'll tell you, like, skip ahead a minute or so if you don't want to know. If you're watching we this can before. Drop, we can put, like, in the um, bio, the, like, where to skip time to. Stamps. Yeah. Okay. Um, Go ahead and guess. Okay. So, obviously, I really think Katie because, like, I know that was, like, a thing that came out. So, I think Katie. But are they on the same season together? Because I don't really like that. But if oh, it's not like a Brie and Caitlin situation. No, it's separate seasons. Oh, it's two different seasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay, like yeah. that. So then my other my guess is just gonna either be Brie or Michelle, but I'm gonna guess Michelle. On the money. Two for two. Yeah. Wow. They um. I'm a um a bachelor whisperer. <laughs> <laughs> They're my favorites. For the I'm season. going yeah. with the producers. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, same. Like, on theme with this episode, Michelle's a teacher, so they initially went to her. So Katie's season's going to Should we call her up and get her on? I, like, want her to be like, hey, you want to talk about being a teacher? Um, but, so they went to Katie, and Katie's season's going to air normally. And then um, Michelle was approached, but she said, I've already missed so much time with my students, I can't leave for the rest of the school year. So they're like, okay, let's film your season after Paradise. So we're going to get... Bachelorette Paradise, Bachelorette Bachelor. Oh, so they're going to film hers in the summer. Yeah. Kind of okay. like how they did Claire's. It's going to be the same time frame. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. I was curious how they were going to get like back on track, which honestly, that doesn't get them back on track at all. Yeah. I think they'll reset with the next Bachelor season. Or they'll just keep doing, like, a ton of seasons. I would be okay with that. Just Same. I would not <laughs> just... be unhappy if they were to do that. Yeah. I um, would be fine with it as long as they cast some girls that are nicer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Do some background checks. Honestly. Like, <laughs> it's, like, it's easier to get into, like, The Bachelor than it is, like, a club on a Friday night. Like, pre-COVID. No, for real. You know what they need to do? You know how they do, like, screening tests for actors that are going to be yes. on the same, like, things mm-hmm. together? They need to do that with reality shows. They need to put them all in one room and just have them hang out and see if they click and if there's any drama. Yeah. yeah. And if there's bad vibes, they can just split them up. Yeah. I, like, want the good drama. Like, <laughs> I just yeah. I can't really do more of that. I'm still, like, yeah. yeah, God, I'm still, like, four weeks behind uh, because I can't watch it but <laughs> I feel like we turn into a bachelor podcast the first 20 minutes of every episode <laughs> a little bit a little, a little bit, bit I mean the bachelor will be over soon and then we'll talk about something else yeah oh my gosh um I that just hit me for some reason I was like maybe Netflix will put out a dating show and I was like exactly one year ago I was on my way home from DC um and I started watching like oh my god love is blind and the one, it's like, oh my gosh, it was the one that was on an island. It was the one I watched on a series of, like, FaceTime dates. Um, Love Island? 
Too hot to handle? <laughs> Too hot to handle. Yes. Um, um, you said on a series of FaceTime dates, and I knew no. exactly which one it was. <laughs> I remember when you were like, is this a weird show to watch, like, over Netflix party with a yes. guy? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I think so. It was. And you did it anyway. I did it anyway. And when I tell you, it wasn't even Netflix party. We FaceTimed. So, like, half the episode, <laughs> like, mind you, like, it... It wasn't like I wasn't seeing this guy. So I was just like sitting there and like there would be like challenges and stuff. And I'd just like look off screen and I'd be like, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like neither of us knew what to do. Um, but yeah, too hot to handle. Good show. <laughs> um, I've never seen that, so I wouldn't know. Yeah. Um, but I know the premise. <laughs> um, okay. Before we go to more serious stuff, life update. Speaking of men. I I have texted both of them, but I just think I would like to applaud myself because confidence, boundaries. I set boundaries this week with a guy and I am intensely proud of myself and I don't normally do that. And granted, it was like with a lot of advice from you two and Brooke, but much love for that. Everyone should take a moment at home and give Sarah a round of applause. Thank you. Just clap to yourself. Thank you. Thank you. Please stop. Please keep going. (laughs) Um, I haven't, speaking of great boundary moments, um, Meghan Markle's interview. Has anybody watched it? I have not yet. I've not watched it either. I missed it. Yeah. Yeah. I need to watch it. I have not seen it. I've only like read the highlights. Yeah. It's. It's. Jeez. I like (laughs) <laughs> I just have such a strong disliking for monarchy in general, in particular the British monarchy, that the thought of watching it, I just, I couldn't bring myself to do it in that moment because I knew it was going to be awful. Mm-hmm. And from what I read, it was. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. And TLDR, Prince Charles is still a POS. So, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I... I think I was talking to Gabby like the day after or something. I was like, I feel like this is what it must have been like for our parents, like growing up, like and living through Diana and like seeing that play out, but like in a very different way. I don't know. Um, it was just very, um, very interesting. So I'm going to watch that this weekend. Haven't had like a moment to like breathe this week. So that'll be on my yeah. to-do list. There was um, one positive, though. They're having a baby girl. <gasps> I think I, I saw not- that. Did I see that? I can't remember. You didn't see that? They're yeah. having a baby girl? See, that's the other thing. Oh, I, the way like I view monarchy is I, I just don't like monarchy. So when, you know, someone royal has a baby, I'm like, okay, great. It's a baby. You know? Like, this is uh-huh. awesome. But then there's always so much hype around it. And I'm like, what about all the other mothers and all the other women mm-hmm. who deserve this hype but don't get it, too? That's just a little too sense in there, but I love Meghan Markle. I feel like my excitement around like everything around her storyline is because of her, because I think I've been obsessed with her since she was on Suits. And so now for me, I'm like, yeah, like tear down the British monarchy and have a baby girl and like do all that and like just call it a week. Like, (laughs) honestly, I hope the monarchy Um, implodes over the next few years as these kids are growing up to be amazing people, I'm sure. I just, I really hope it implodes. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, the wealth goes back I mean, to like, people. But it should yeah. be. And like, 
Harry and Meghan are chilling in California. And mm-hmm. all is right with the world. Yeah, basically. I hope so, too. I don't know that much about it or, like, how the government works. If yeah. it even works. I don't know. I don't know. Just a head. They really don't have a whole lot of say in anything. Isn't it, like, the prime minister? Yeah. Well, the prime minister is, like, the oh. president. Well, the monarchy yeah, is yeah, that's separate. what I meant. Like the prime minister is like in charge of like the yeah. government. Oh, gotcha. And then, like, I was like, the, the prime minister is... is not in the monarchy. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's that's what I was saying. I was like, the, there's like the monarchy over here that like don't do anything, <laughs> and I don't know really what their role is. Mm-hmm. And then there's like the people that actually do stuff over here, and nobody hears anything about them. Well, the current prime minister. I I don't know if your listeners know much about Boris Johnson, but. You don't need to know right now. Is wait, is he young? He's basically the British Trump. Yeah. yeah. Oh one of one of the British it's, Trumps. Wasn't there someone that was like up for election that was super young, or is that like a different country? Definitely not the UK. Country. They're always old. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Before this um, episode, I said that we should, like, rename the episode something about how Molly doesn't know anything, and then everyone just tells her about it. And Okay, to be fair, I think you have a very healthy relationship with the news. Like, my phone is on 24-7 for work, so I can't avoid notifications, and, like, sometimes I wish I could, so and part of me is yeah, very jealous. Yeah, I try to, like, avoid as much as I like can I try mm-hmm. to stay as up to date as I can without stressing myself out yeah just because you know yeah. I'm an empath I really just like internalize everything and then mm-hmm. you know cry myself to sleep so yeah these past <laughs> couple good. weeks have been quite a doozy for empaths um yeah for sure we don't need to spend a lot of time on this but I do think it's worth mentioning also speaking of the UK if you don't know the case of Sarah Everard, I didn't really know much until today. I didn't really have time this week to look more into it, but I'd seen it on social media. Um, and it, it's very disturbing. Um, Sarah was a 33-year-old woman, was walking home from her friend's house late at night um, and was abducted and murdered by what is now confirmed to be a police officer um, in London. And I've been following it on social media, like I said, but it's just, I think, it's always disturbing, but I think there's something about this one, especially with the age of social media, the response to it has been incredibly powerful, and women in the UK especially have been sharing their experiences of harassment and assault, and um, everyone's really, the women are panting together, I should say that. Mm -hmm. And a lot of male allies and a lot of men have come out in support too. And, um, but then there have still been some that just don't understand why women are concerned to walk home alone at night. And, um, it's, I don't know. I did, I read a CNN article that was talking about the response and how women were told after the case became public or after like a lot of people noticed that she was missing, they were told to stay inside and that they shouldn't go out at night. And a lot of women were upset and saying like, why is it on us to stay inside? And why is it on us to protect ourselves instead of doing something about the men that are exhibiting this predatory behavior? And someone suggested somewhat satirically that like men should have a curfew and they can't be allowed on the streets after like 9 p.m. 
Um, and the men, like the men got so upset and they're like, this is exactly what you're telling us. You're trying to restrict us and like give us essentially like a curfew that we shouldn't go out at night. Um, so I don't know, that kind of like struck a chord with me and I hadn't really been able to give the time to it because of work this week. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's. Yeah, like she, she did everything that we're told to do. You know, it was only 930. Mm -hmm. She was wearing bright colors. She was walking in a well-lit area. She did everything that we're told to do. Mm -hmm. But it didn't protect her. So, you know, making a curfew for women isn't going to change anything because people just start, you know, doing these things earlier on. They already do in broad daylight. Mm -hmm. So really time doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you're wearing. If you're wearing bright colors or dark colors. If someone's going to do this, they're going to do it anytime, anywhere. Um, and mm-hmm. I think that it's almost like it's another tipping point. There's been multiple tipping points over the past decade or so, but it's just another one where people are exhausted, they're afraid, and they've completely lost faith in the police already, especially now that you know this was a police officer who did this and has been arrested for mm-hmm. it. Um, and it's just it's such a relatable you know, situation, women are always afraid. And obviously that's not okay. But like you said, imagine if we had given men curfews and told men to do these things, do this, don't do that, et cetera, et cetera. Imagine how different that would be. Yeah. Very well said. Yeah. I think that's the thing. And I think she was on the phone with her boyfriend too at the time. Yeah. And there's always the discussion of, is it better to be on the phone or is that distracting or do you have like headphones in to protect yourself and just not have music on. I remember someone like my first memory of someone telling me about that was like in seventh grade. And I think it was like my French teacher or something in middle school was talking about how um, they were telling like their daughter or like niece or something who's in New York that like they shouldn't be listening to music on headphones. Like it was going through all of that. And as like a 13 or like a 12 year old in Vermont, I was like, what's going on? (laughs) I was like, that doesn't make sense, but um, yeah, it's, I think you're right. It's a tipping point. So, yeah, yeah, it's definitely really tough to like think about. And I don't know, as we're talking, it just like makes me think back on like everything like my parents have ever told me. And like, I feel like like the first yeah. time I was told to like basically protect myself was probably when I was in, like in middle school. And, like, it was the same thing. Like, my friend lived down the street, so I'd walk to her house. And my dad would always be like, well, like, make sure you don't have your headphones in. And, like, make sure you have your flashlight on. And, like, make sure, you like, you keep, like, your phone open to, like, the dialing thing. So that if, like, anything happens, you can quickly dial, like, 911. And, like, I used to literally, like, walk around when I was walking to my friend's house with 911 dialed into my phone. So all I had to do was hit 1 and hit the, like, call button. And this was, like, when I was in middle school. So it's just really, really, like, if you're a man and you're listening, just, like, really internalize that and, like, think about how that feels. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, it's just really sad. Yeah. There are a couple apps I found, like, through college that are great. Like, so I have, I mentioned it on, like, our last episode, I have a security system. And the app has a button. That, like when you open the app, you can directly connect to police in college. I had it's um, a device called Ripple, I believe. It's the size of a dime, so it could literally be like on your necklace. And I think if you press it once, it connects you with like a representative, and if you press it twice, it sends police to your location. Um, 
And I used that a lot through college. And the app also had um, a button. Isn't there also now, like, iPhones has the feature if you, like, hit your lock button like a million times i don't even know mm-hmm. how five times or something if you just hit over and over again it auto calls or something mm-hmm. i i i should not be laughing right now but i think lizzie told me the story about this um in sorority recruitment in college oh my gosh yeah should i really quickly tell that yeah so during recruitment you know to get into sororities um at my school, George Washington University, you're not allowed to take your cell phone into the, the room with the sisters for this rare reason. So what happened is a potential new member brought her phone into the room. She had it in her jeans pocket and she was sitting on it while talking to one of the sorority sisters in my chapter. And suddenly the police burst into our room. You know, we're all sleeping ourselves because we don't know why there's police storming into our room during recruitment. We're, like Our emotions are already high. And they single in on this girl and they go over and they usher her out of the room really, really quietly. And later on, we found out because she had her phone in her pocket and she set off the emergency SOS thing by pressing the buttons because she was sitting on it. And I can tell you, it, it obviously works even when you don't want it to. Yep. So if you ever need that emergency feature, it works. Can confirm. Yep. <laughs> I don't know why I always think about that when I think about the emergency alarm. I just, I cannot imagine. That must have been mortifying for that girl. But It, it was. We didn't see her again. Yeah. Um, I'm not surprised. Yeah. I actually think she might have, but she didn't, she didn't follow the rules. Yeah. So, you know, we, we had that, that rule for that, re- you know, that kind of reason. Yeah. <laughs> so no. we don't follow those rules then. Clearly something's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so if you're um, going through sorority recruitment and they tell you don't to not bring your phone in, don't do it because <laughs> the police will show up. I love it. Um, why don't we... Lessons learned Lots on the podcast. Lots of good stuff here on ALBU. Um, why don't we take a break? We just went through a lot of heavy shit, so yeah. <laughs> take a sip of water, take a sip of something, <laughs> um, listen to our abs, and um, we'll come back with our interview with Lizzie. Hey all, it's Sarah, and I'm so excited to talk to you a little bit about Anchor, which is the free platform that Molly and I use to create a little bit unfiltered. And we love using Anchor because we're novices at this, and Anchor gives you creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And it also distributes your podcast for you on Spotify, Apple, and many other places with just one touch of a button. And you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So basically, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. If you're interested in making your own podcast, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And we're back. That was a nice little break. Um... (laughs) I'll take it away. Um, So... Like we said earlier, Lizzie, we are so excited to have you on. I was trying to do the math and I already feel old trying to do the math of when we met. Um, and I don't think I've ever talked about how we actually met, but housing brought us together because I room swapped my sophomore year into a random district room. And I remember I emailed you all, um, you Alyssa and Medija, and you all were like kind of worried that I was a psycho and I was kind of worried that you all were psychos 
and it was a match made in GW yeah. housing heaven. Um, so Lizzie, why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself and um, things you might want our listeners to know? So I just want to add on to your story really quick, because I think this part is the best part, at least for me. So I met Sarah's parents um, after running up six, flight of sta- six flights of stairs. I, I remember it very vividly because the I elevators forgot. were full. So I couldn't get in. So I ran up six flights of stairs, opened the door, and there's these two grown-up people standing there. I'm like, oh, God, hello. (laughs) And it was so, like, (laughs) stressful for me because I knew, obviously, these were your parents. But then you came out, and you were wearing your robe because you'd been in the shower. So that's how I met you. I remember that very vividly. It was all very um, dramatic, at least in my mind, because I was still panting 10 minutes later. Um, But that's that. That's that story. I completely forgot what you asked me to say after this. Um, things that our listeners might not know about you, aside from my ramblings. Okay. Okay, well, I think I'm very suited for this podcast because I am very unfiltered. You know, I speak my mind. I'm not afraid to do that. I have, you know, suffered the consequences of that in the past, but I don't regret that. You know, I'm, I think it's better most of the time to say what you're thinking, say what you're feeling, than to bottle it in because... Nothing ever changes that way. And I, I kind of approach my whole life like that. I love that. I feel like that is one of my favorite things about our friendship is that you've really rubbed off on me in that way. And I've become more unfiltered being your friend. I will never forget that fateful Super Bowl party where I told off a guy for you. And I lost out on another friendship because of it. And I really could give a as my eighth grade teacher would say, a flying cow cookie about it. So (laughs) um, I am really grateful for that part. And I think you do rub off in a great way on so many people and have been such a positive influence on my life and have really helped me through some tough times. And so I'm going to stop talking because I want people to hear from you about how amazing you are. Um, You mentioned earlier that you are a teacher and I think as long as I've known you, you've been passionate about that. So can you tell our listeners what first got you into that and when you first knew that you wanted to do teaching as part of your career? Right. So my teaching story kind of begins when I was in middle school, around about eighth grade. So I'm an only child, meaning, of course, that I didn't grow up with siblings. And because of that, I decided to start babysitting in middle school. So I started babysitting kind of to make up for, you know, missing out on having younger siblings or any siblings at all. So during my babysitting years, all through high school, I, I just really loved it. Most of the time, I felt that I communicated better with kids. They're very open and honest, and they tell you what they're thinking, which, as I said before, is how I live my life compared to adults who oftentimes don't share so much of what they're thinking. We're much more guarded as adults. So I just got on along really well with kids. And I think the natural progression from that was to go into, you know, a field that keeps me around kids, which for me at first was teaching. So I think it was senior year of college, I applied to Teach for America, got in, moved to Florida, became a teacher. That's mm-hmm. I, that's a very short version of the story. Um, a lot has happened since I came to Florida and became a teacher, but that's kind of where I'm at now. I'm a technically unemployed teacher, but <laughs> still teaching. <laughs> so what was the most challenging part of teaching through a pandemic? 
really the whole thing was challenging in ways I could have never imagined or expected. The worst part for me was not being able to get in contact with students for weeks and months on end. There were many times where I just, I couldn't get a hold of them. And a week would go by, I'd try again. Another week would go by, I'd try again. And it got to a point where my administration told me to stop trying. Wow. Which, of course, is really hard. It's really hard to hear. But, you know, so many kids, they just weren't doing school anymore at that point. So to keep calling and calling. Was it kids that were just... Like, not interested in... No, not not necessarily. You know, a combination of factors. A lot of my students were taking care of their younger siblings. Bear in mind, I was an elementary school teacher, so my seven, eight, nine-year-old students were taking care of their younger siblings while their parents were at their two to three jobs or job hunting. A lot of my students' parents were essential workers, so couldn't afford childcare. So, you know, there was no one at home with the kids but the other kids. So I I would say the last reason that anyone wasn't participating in school was due to a lack of interest. It was the circumstances. And beyond that, um, there was a situation where a parent had contacted me really looking for help because they had suddenly become homeless. And as a, you know, young person, 23 year old teacher in my first year of teaching, I had no idea what to do. I ended up contacting a social worker who was able to help them out. But in that moment, I think that's when it really hit me just how bad this situation was hitting students, particularly students from low income families. It was really, really bad. And, you know, it's still it's still not good. Like kids are still suffering. Kids are still not in school. And I don't mean they're just at home in school. I mean, some kids are still not going to school at all because they're still looking after their younger siblings. They're doing the cooking. Their parents are trying to find jobs. There's just so many different factors that, you know, factor into it that have made this past year the worst year ever in my mind for these kids and for these families and for education in general. Do you feel like um, districts are doing enough to provide resources for kids or... I think districts say they're doing enough. I don't think they are. You know, the whole trickle down theory, you know, starts at the top and everyone at the bottom gets what they need. That's not realistic. You know, with my students, they just, they weren't receiving the things that they needed, whether that was pencils or technology or quality instruction. Whereas our superintendents, our principals were you know, saying we've got all these great things coming. It's going to be awesome. Teachers are doing great. That just, it didn't reflect the reality of the situation, which was really bad. And, you know, a lot of teachers' mental health was suffering, which kids pick up on. Kids are incredibly perceptive. So they picked up on that. Their mental health was and still is suffering because of it. Um, I, I do think it's really unfortunate and sad that these people in positions of authority are allowed to continue saying everything's great when it's not. I want to ask you this next question, (laughs) but um, we are recording this right before 8 p.m. and Lizzie has something at 8 p.m. Do you want to talk about that in the two minutes before you have to log on? (laughs) So really quick, um, aside from being a teacher, I am an avid supporter of small businesses and one small business I follow called Whatever Lola is having a launch at 8 p.m. and her stuff sells out really, really quickly. 
and I really want to get something. So I'm going to hop on there right at 8 p.m., buy something, support her small woman-owned business, and then get right back to interview with Amazing. So while you're doing that, will the app for the account, if you want to follow her business on social media, it's what? Like W-H-A-T. I had the hardest time just spelling what just now. Yeah, I thought you were going to say W-A-T. And I was like, that's not right. (laughs) It's not right at all. So the correct Instagram at is W-H-A-T-E-V-A-L-O-L-A. That was a tough one. Is her for some name reason. Lola? No, her name is Natalie, I believe. Oh. Let me double check. Yeah, Natalie. Well, I She's like from the name. Orlando. Huh? I like I like um the name of the shop. Mm-hmm, me lot. too. I it's think super I actually cute. found her originally through Lena Daniels, which we talk about. Oh, really? I could totally see that. I'm looking yeah. at her office tour right Lizzie, now. Do you and know I feel Lena? Like they're kindred spirits. I follow Lena. I actually drew Lena. Lena doesn't know that I drew her, but I have a drawing of her. Wait, you should send Surprise, it to her. Shorty. I think I will. I just like I just got back into art, so I'm still practicing and you know I'm sure she would like Instagram basically. I'm sure she would post it this and is, she like she would love that. You think? Yeah, you know I work with her now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw because you said you work at Statosphere. Yeah. And she does. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's kinda wild how that happened. Yeah. How are you gonna be doing that since it's remote? It just, re- just, it's just remote. Yeah, I guess. it's just remote. Right. <laughs> yeah, no. Because they're based in Orlando. Yeah, I'm not moving to Orlando. That's not happening. <laughs> I'm a Connecticut girl. Yeah, you girl. are moving to DC. <laughs> no, you aren't moving to DC. You are moving to Florida. <laughs> I would move to DC, but I'm just such a like family girl. I could not. Like, I lived in Boston no. for three months, and I was like, I miss my mom. So <laughs> I don't know I how that. I would do. Like. Yeah, okay, you have 15 seconds, Lizzie. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I'm like waiting okay. for the refresh button. Okay. I'm like, should I buy something? <laughs> Do it. Support no, small no. businesses. I'm broke. She I works get paid so hard. tomorrow. I feel like it's. Remember when you um, were registering for classes? <laughs> yeah, it's exactly like that. Oh it my is. gosh, oh, this is so it cute. Is. Okay. I love the okay. See, I just, loading? I just okay, don't know what is on here for me to buy. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I have Everything to... Everything is on here. Like, this shirt's this so, is so cute. cute. Oh, my gosh, that pillow. <gasps> oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. I'm going to take all of my money. Wait, Sarah, are you buying okay, stuff? I think I want the pink one. No, I'm just looking because do you want to know how much is in my bank account? You well, told me look, yesterday. When this comes, I'll get... Yeah. <laughs> There's more today. <laughs> oh, good job. <laughs> Proud of you. Well, I just got so I much I love anxiety. this teacher that says, I do whatever I want. Because I do. Oh, my, gosh, I think, my way? Oh, I'm not. I'm getting the No More Bad Days one. I can't remember what size I need. Gee, ah! I like the You Are Made of Magic. That's cute. It's all so cute. Rainbow pillows. I'm obsessed. Oh, my gosh. Girls can, girls will, girls do. It's so okay, cute. Okay, also, everything is so reasonably priced. I know, I'm mm-hmm. probably going to get a couple stickers. Like, I feel like, oh my god, just keep glowing. That's so cute. I don't know what to get. <laughs> Do I have $32 to spend on this shirt? <laughs> I, yes. I think so. <laughs> Me telling myself I do, when I really don't, but I'm going to anyway, so. Should I get the long sleeve or the short sleeve? 
I really like the long sleeve, to be honest. I'm not getting that one. Should I get Maybe the I'll small eventually. or the medium? Um, probably small for you. Okay. Although I usually size up. It depends what size you normally get. I'm getting a large. I, I like it really get... badly. I don't know. <laughs> I'm a small oh, I girl. I feel like I have to stick with the small. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, the car, like, hanging thing. How much is shipping? Oh my god, shipping's only four dollars. Go off. It's no, not bad. Man. That's really good for shipping. I feel like shipping is always eight dollars minimum. Mm -hmm. These are so cute. Wait, should I keep I shopping? <laughs> do you think it'll? If it's in my card, do you think it'll sell out? I mean, if you don't get it soon, probably. I'm going to check out now because last time I did a small business launch, I was trying to check out at 801 and everything was gone. It was so oh stressful. Gosh. Like Becca Martinez um, from The Bachelor, her, like, actually a really cute line and it's all sustainably made, sold out in three minutes. Yeah. Which That's is awesome. I was at work, I was going to buy the, like, set, but I obviously missed that. I'm also, like, I love, like, of all the people who, like, on The Bachelor who do, like, clothing lines, I would buy hers. Because I feel like I actually like what the money would be going towards. Because she's, like, a mom of two and, like, still, like, graduating from grad school and, like, went to grad school while she was pregnant with both kids and was like, I don't care. I'm going to do what I want. And, like, I love it. Yeah, she's dope. It says my card can't be verified right now. What does that mean? Use mine. <laughs> I'm, I'm using PayPal instead. We're going to try it this way because okay. this is an emergency. Okay, I think I think it's working. Because it's authorizing. Now it's on a summary. What is this summary? I don't think it's a summary. Once we edit this, we should tag um, her in this so she can hear us talking through our, <laughs> our purchases. purchases. I love it. I, I bought this um, shirt in a small. Oh, awesome. Long sleeves. I'm struggling to buy this shirt that I need in my life. Do you want me to buy it for it's you? okay. I'm so close. Okay, completing your order. Confirmed. How exciting. Before we did our little shopping spree, um... I did want to ask you, because we were talking about the education system. I know we've talked about this a lot, um, but if there was one thing that you could change about it, what would it be? Like, if you could wave a magic wagic wand. If you could wave a magic wand, I can't say it. Not me. Um, <laughs> Maybe just like you could just say something else. <laughs> no, you can do it. I believe in you. At the end, magic, 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 mod. Red leather, yellow leather. Mm. If you could wave, I'm <laughs> having a harder time speaking on this podcast than the podcast when we were both out of our mind trunk. <laughs> I yeah, I had an easier time on that podcast too. Whereas yeah, every other struggling. podcast, I can't speak. This is like chaotic <laughs> evil energy. Um, so if you could wave a magic wand, what would you? You just do it again. You just did it again. Didn't you? I said it right. It sounded wrong. <laughs> it sounded like magic. Magic. It literally sounded like magic again. 
together um so if you could change one thing about the american education system what would it be that's a surprisingly easy question for me and my answer is Mm -hmm. the amount of support teachers receive across the board teachers Mm -hmm. are as we know undervalued and underpaid in pretty much every district across the country um but we also work so many more hours than you could ever imagine with very little support, you know, for our emotional and mental health, physical health too. Um, And then just in the classroom, you know, professional development is there, but a lot of the times it's not practical or it's not followed up on. So I think if teachers were to receive receive the support that we really, really need, that would change so many different outcomes from, you know, student achievement to their mental health to school grades, which were already problematic in themselves, but it, it would just change everything for me and for every other teacher there is. That's a great answer. I feel like we all know a teacher that, um, that could benefit from more support in any area, all areas. So, um, I appreciate that. And I think, um, it was towards the end of, or towards the beginning of this year. When did you get involved with Learn It Together? So I got involved with Learn It Together, I think it was last fall, like early fall, maybe end of summer. Mm-hmm. It's all a bit of a blur at this point, as I'm sure it is for most of us. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I got involved with Learn It Together after I saw a Facebook post from someone who went to GW, who I didn't really know, but had a lot of mutual friends with. He had posted about founding, you know, a a new tutoring organization. And as a teacher and someone who's passionate for education and working with kids, I jumped on it and I was like, hey, dude, what what is this? Can I can I help out? Do you need me? Like, what can I do? And then where did it go from there? Oh, so from there, well, it has gone a lot of different places. Right now, I'm the director of tutor development for this organization. And we just officially became a real organization. We're an LLC. We just got our paperwork. We're on our way to becoming a certified nonprofit, hopefully within the next few weeks. Um, We have so many students in all different states. I think we're in seven or eight different states just based on our partnerships. When it comes to individual students who have signed up, we're everywhere pretty much. Maybe not North Dakota. I'm not sure. (laughs) But there's going to be one state we're not in yet. But... We have grown so quickly, and I think that is a testament to the extreme need that exists, you know, among students of all income levels, of all backgrounds. Um, yeah. That's fantastic. I lost a train of thought. No, I, I think that's such a, I think what you said about it growing so quickly. I remember when, when that GW person posted about it, too, and it feels like that was just yesterday. Um, and it's grown so quickly and it's been so wonderful to like watch from the sidelines and see how quickly it's grown and how you succeeded with the organization. So once again, we're asking the audience to take a moment at home and give a round of applause. It's time for Lizzie. Also, if you need tutoring, if you're in middle or high school, if you need tutoring, go to learnintogether.org, sign up. If you want to be a tutor, you can also go to learningtogether.org and sign up to tutor there. It's 
all volunteer, but we are always looking for new people. We're a great team and we can't wait to have you. I am so excited to see where Learn It Together goes next. It was And Lizzie, mm-hmm. to be a um tutor, do you have to have like experience in the teaching industry? Like I know you have plenty of experience teaching, but what is sort of like the credentials to get involved? Mm-hmm. So you do not have to be a teacher. You don't even have to have tutored before. Since I'm the director of tutor development, I'm here to bring you up to speed to help you become the best tutor you can be. All we ask is that you have graduated from high school. You are ready to tutor the, you know, specific subjects that you choose. I mean, that you only sign up for subjects that you are comfortable with. We're going to have to get Adam on this. <laughs> <laughs> you should. He would be perfect for that. I know, I know. He, really? Yeah, yeah. He's um a math uh, secondary education teacher. I remember now. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I have to get him involved. Please do. Please do. We're always looking for new people with, you know, different talents, different skills, different perspectives, because our students are from all over, you know, they're, they're all different. So. So Lizzie, what is next for you? Well, I'm moving to Dallas in a couple months. Beyond that. Officially? <laughs> yes, officially. That's so exciting. Beyond that, I, I honestly don't know. I know I'm going to stick with Learn It Together and hopefully grow our organization. Um, but beyond that, I'm trying to keep it open. I'm usually the type of person who has my whole life planned out, or at least a few years. But all of that has kind of fallen apart. And, you know, I'm not really mad about it. I'm just kind of accepting it and moving on with my life. So we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. I feel like you do such a great job. And I don't know if I tell you this enough, but like, I think you roll with the punches so well. And like, I've seen so many things come into your life and come out of your life. And you're just like, yep, okay, on to the next thing. I don't know what it is yet. But like, it's gonna be fucking awesome. And like, you are an artist. Like, it's so incredible. Like Mm -hmm. some of the stuff like Lizzie posts some of the stuff on her like Instagram stories and like, close friends stuff and I'm like oh this is like so cute and then like I saw later that like she made it and I was like (laughs) what (laughs) and like I I can't wait to buy some of your stuff and I feel like oh I'm so excited for you to go to Texas (laughs) so aside from like yeah do you know like where (laughs) you're moving like are you moving into an apartment or so for my lease here, my lease isn't ending here until next January. So what I have to do is transfer mm. this lease to another building under the same company. So I know like which of maybe three buildings I have to choose from. I don't know which one mm. yet, but it's going to be the same company that owns my building here. That's cool that you can um, do that. And it's mostly, yeah, it's really cool. It's a pretty unique feature actually of the company I'm leasing from right now, but I know the general area. It'll be downtown Dallas area, not out in the suburbs. I can't take the isolation, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, so I'll be kind of in the middle of it all, which is where I like to be. And hopefully that'll take me to my new path, whatever that may be. Oh my gosh, this is so mm-hmm. exciting. I can't wait to come visit you. Now that we're going to be like able to visit each other, hopefully yeah, soon. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited just for something different. I never could have imagined myself moving to Texas, but what really sold it for me is that my parents are going to move down there, hopefully in the next couple of years. And I just, I really miss living 
you know, near-ish to them. So it'll be nice to have them around. Where are your parents based now? I know you're in Miami. Right. So they're in Columbus, Ohio. Okay. So it's, it's pretty far. Yeah. It's pretty far. It's not like I can just, you know, hop on over, you know, for dinner or anything. So. Mm-hmm. Well, that's amazing. That that's so a super big step in it. Just exciting. Mm-hmm. Gosh, sorry. I'm like still, this is like between you moving to Dallas Meghan Markle having a girl. <laughs> like, this is just like, I'm <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. so excited. Um, I feel like Texas is going to be such a great place for, like, art and whatever's next. And, oh, my gosh. Yeah, you know, what's oh interesting is when it comes to, like, what I'm doing next, the only things I've looked at are different art studios in Dallas. So I think just the fact that that's what I automatically look at first, I think that's telling. You know, I think that gives me an idea of maybe where I'm headed. Who knows? Maybe I'll be an art teacher one day and kind of merge those two worlds together. We'll see. But I'm really excited, you know, just to do something different, be somewhere new, meet new people, hopefully meet great people. Maybe my husband, you know. (laughs) I'm sure you'll meet super awesome people. And if not, you'll Mm -hmm. weed them out. Yeah, and I always have to meet guys. So even though you're thousands of miles away, basically you're still there so yeah sarah and i are gonna have our own private chat one day though so don't worry (laughs) (laughs) so sarah mentioned that you're really really great at embracing the i don't knows do you have any advice on how our listeners can do that as well i know i personally am like such a planner and get anxiety when i don't know like exactly what's coming so do you have any advice for just anyone on how to yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm the same as you in that I do experience a lot of anxiety and a lot of emotions. But what I've realized over the past year or so is that you have to let yourself experience those emotions in order to understand them and move forward. The second you try to stifle those feelings or start over planning in order to compensate for whatever you're feeling, that's when you know things don't go the way you need them to. So maybe you have to wallow in self-pity for a day that's okay it's one day i do it all the time i what i what i tell myself you know is this is one day tomorrow's a new day and the day after that is a whole new day i tell that to my students too because if we cling on to things too much then you can never move forward but then again if you try to you know not feel things then that's not great for our mental health too and does that make sense (laughs) yeah no that that makes perfect sense. I feel like I feel sort of the same. I always try and remind myself that when something like doesn't go according to plan in my head, just to like sort of mourn that idea of what I thought was going to happen and then move on from it because it is sad that it didn't work out exactly how you imagine, Mm -hmm. but you know, it could be even better. Whatever does happen. Mm -hmm. I had a conversation with my therapist this week. Um, and I was like trying to go through it and it's like that sense of like the, I don't knows. And I had this one thought and I was like, I have no, like, I have no idea how I'm going to get where I'm going, but I know I'm going to get there. Like, I don't know how I'm going to like make this money. I don't know how I'm going to be successful, but I will. And like this idea of like, but I will is like, I put that onto like the end of everything now because it's like, there's no way to control what's going on, but it's going to happen. And I don't know. It's kind of like the idea of like when nothing's going right, go left. 
you know like even if mm-hmm. like it's exactly. not even if you keep trying one thing it doesn't work out like there's always a new thing to try like a new path mm-hmm. to like go down so like you know mm-hmm. like the end yeah. is that you're gonna be super successful and like but just because like a few forks i don't know you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah and it's like and then there's some days where like it's okay yeah. not to try like take a break mm-hmm. from trying so hard like what you're saying like some days those like times when you wallow in self-pity and you just take a day to do like fucking nothing like you like come out of that and you're like okay like I got something out of that because then you like quiet everything that's in your head and you're like I'm gonna focus on the fact that like I feel awful like nothing's going right like all that stuff and then it like like you said it like gets it out of your system like tomorrow's a new day or like maybe it's like after three days then you're like Mm -hmm. out of that because like I think I feel like it's that cliche, like, Pinterest graphic that everybody posts that, like, healing isn't linear or, like, a person's progress isn't linear. So, like, if you have, like, a plateau or just, like, a dip for, like, a whole week, like, that's okay. Like, Mm -hmm. because you're going to get to where you need to go. And comparing it to how other people experience their journey is just not useful at all. Yeah, because it doesn't work the same for everyone. Maybe some people don't Mm -hmm. need a whole day. Maybe they just need 10 minutes of time to scroll through Mm -hmm. their phone. Maybe you need a week in the woods camping like it, it doesn't look yeah. the same for everyone and that's okay and we often compare ourselves you know based on how we cope also based on how successful mm-hmm. or unsuccessful we are and you know it's difficult to kind of accept when things aren't going right but it's okay to accept that you know you don't have to fight for mm-hmm. everything especially if you know it's not going to work out in the end it's okay to let go of things and move on to whatever's next Yeah, I agree with that so much. I also think, too, like, when things are going right, it's okay to sort of sit in your accomplishment. I feel like so often, especially, like, as women, we're like, okay, what's next? Like, what what else can I do? What's the next thing that I can achieve? And then even though we just really achieved this really great thing, we're still down on ourselves because we're not – so we're not accomplishing this new goal we've set for ourselves in like the first five seconds mm-hmm. after achieving the last goal. Mm-hmm. So I think that's important to remember too. Like when you do achieve something and when you do reach a goal to really like sit in that and enjoy it and be proud of yourself before you start getting mm-hmm. on yourself mm-hmm. to sort of accomplish something else. That literally happened to me this week. I don't know. what. Like I totally blocked that out. But like Monday at work, I got like three, like they always do this thing at my office where it's like the employee of the month. And I've been working on this like, um, like pretty intense client with a couple other people. And the three of us got like employee of the month. And it was like, so exciting. I was so jazzed about it for like the first afternoon. And then I had a call later in the week with one of my coworkers and I was like really doubting myself. I was like, I don't know if people are liking my work, like all of this stuff. And she's like, Sarah, you just got superstar. Like you just got that. Like, why are you doubting that? Like you just had this great achievement. And I was like, yeah, but anything can change. (laughs) And as I said it, I realized how ridiculous that was, but it's that imposter syndrome. But then also like, that's a whole other episode because, um, my therapist actually sent me an article. It was this Harvard business review, I think about like why we need to stop telling women that they have imposter syndrome. And we need to start examining the offices in which they work and like the systems of like the workplace that make it so women don't feel like their success is authentic or feel like their success is temporary. 
And I know I texted it to Lizzie. And I was like, my mind was just blown. But it's so it's so interesting because it's not saying that imposter syndrome isn't valid. It's just saying the way to fix it isn't telling women that they're doing great. It's making sure that they actually see it reflected in their company. Because when you're the first person to succeed at a certain level in your company or in your class or um, wherever, or like even in your family, you don't see anybody else succeeding like that. You start to wonder when it's going to be like taken away. And I feel like Lizzie, we've had this discussion a lot, like a lot. <laughs> um, and like, I, I think that was one thing. I don't know why you were like, after the year we lived together, you were still friends with me because all I did was like complain and go through crises. Um, we had these things called carpet crises where we would just lay down on like the little rugs next to our beds and like ground ourselves. And I remember there was one day I had this one video on my phone where I was like having a carpet crisis and Lizzie like came in and she's like, I just came in from like off the couch because I just wanted to see you on the floor. <laughs> she was just like, like this, um, like waving at me. Um, but like on a more serious note, I feel like I do, like I said at the top of this episode, like I do get a lot of inspiration from you and I feel like even though, like we were just saying, our experiences aren't exactly the same, I think we come together on this sort of weird ability of ours to be like, have super high highs, but also super low lows and like be able to bounce back between it. Um, and I was wondering if you wanted to talk about that. Yeah, so I do have a lot of high highs and low lows as you do. And something that helps me often is realizing that other people go through these things too of course it doesn't look the same for everyone like nothing does but it's a little bit reassuring to know that I'm not the only one who can feel really 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 bad one day and then really great the next day or a couple of days later and that's okay and it's normal and there's nothing to be ashamed of when you're feeling great or when you're not feeling great mm-hmm is there anything that you do to like remind yourself of how amazing you are? I'm not sure if there's anything I do to remind myself of that, but it may, it may sound silly, but something that always brings me back to earth is remembering that I'm responsible for my cat and my dog, you know, just having something to be responsible for is an accomplishment in itself. Like if I get up, feed, my cat and my dog, let my dog out for a pee. I've accomplished something and that's something to feel good about. And that often carries me through those days where I feel like everything is the worst. It's over. I don't want to do this anymore. Like just remembering that I do have something to care about and to be responsible for. That's what keeps me going. That's how I feel about my plants. <laughs> Even that, honestly, like just keeping something alive is not easy it's it's work but it's rewarding you know if it brings you comfort if it brings yeah. you solace you know just seeing how happy my dog is when he sees me like that is just the best thing ever the best thing ever yeah i feel like that is it truly is so like therapeutic and like i feel like like everyone has their opinions on like therapy animals and everything but i do feel like it's less about like having an animal that will like comfort you when you're sad like it's about that but it's also so much about caring for another animal it just gives you so much pride and 
at least that's how I feel with like my animals. Like when I take my dog for a walk, like I feel so good when I got home because I just did like my dog is so happy because my dog had to go on a walk and I brought like my dog that joy. So if you have pets and you're feeling down, take them for a walk because they will bring you so much joy (laughs) in that moment, just seeing how happy they are. It's so true. It's so true. And also the joy that they bring other people. I mean, my dog is really, really cute. Whenever I take him out and I see that he makes other people happy, that makes me happy, even if I'm feeling bad. So they just, they bring you so much. If you're not allergic to, you know, animals, I highly recommend getting one. Um, (laughs) There's plenty of hypoallergenic options too. Exactly, exactly. I know I say this, but like, I just, if you're listening to this and you know me, you know how much I talk about Lizzie, but like, truly, I think like you should realize how amazing you are and like how much of an impact you have on other people's lives. And like, I, I could like, I, I, I'm like getting emotional over here. That's why I've like been quiet. Cause like, I don't know how to verbalize it, but like, I think like, I'm so proud of you and all that you do. And like, I think you are amazing in so many different ways. And like, you've shown up for me in so many ways that like people don't see and like been there for me in like really, really tough times and like gotten me through some really dark times. So like, it sounds, I was like trying to find like a nice way to put it because like, I don't have pets and like, those aren't the things that I'm responsible for or things that like keep me going when I like don't want to go anymore. But like, <laughs> like you're my Kylo. Like, <laughs> It's like, like you're one of like the main reasons. And like, I, I, I think, um, I don't know. I was just sitting here thinking about that as you were saying that. Um, and no, so. I, I totally understand. Like sometimes I'll be talking to my parents uh, or my mom or whatever, just, you know, saying this is all going wrong. I'm not happy this and that. And then, you know, I'll, I'll go down the, that mindset of I have no friends. No one likes me. I'm never going to be happy, whatever. And my parents always bring up, well, what about Sarah? And that is like, oh, I'm always like, oh, yeah, I do have Sarah. <laughs> and like, you're always their default. They're like, what about Sarah? And that's, they know that automatically just brings me back down to earth. Because um, it's so true. Like, you're always there. You're not going anywhere. <laughs> the fact that <laughs> we're still able to do this from hundreds of miles apart, you know, is proof of that. Thank God for social media and, you know, the technological revolution we've experienced because I don't know what I would do without just knowing that you exist. I mean, I think the world is a better place for having you in it. So I have no doubt about that at all. Ditto. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yeah. I, I always like, I've told you this before, but like, I always say how, like, I wish I had a sister. Like, I love my brother to pieces, but, like, I always wish that I had a sister, but, like, I do. Um, And, yeah, as I'm collecting myself here, I feel like, I think you've mentioned a couple times, and we've talked a lot about comparison on this episode, and I think a lot of that comes from social media. Um, Is there something that you've seen that you think social media could either use more or less of? Oh, wow. I mean, there is definitely a lot of both that we could, you know, we could use a lot more of and a lot less of. But I think we need less toxic positivity. That's, a, you know, a buzzword that's been thrown around a lot lately. But I do believe that there is too much of that out there. When you're feeling bad, you should be allowed to feel bad without having someone make you feel worse. 
because they're telling you you should feel okay. Um, I think we need more, we need more people who are willing to share their lives in an authentic way. Um, a lot of time we, we do only see that highlight reel. And when we see the good, the bad, and the ugly all together, you get a much better picture of how everyone else is living their life and how maybe that's similar to yours. Like, for example, I recently um, was watching someone's Instagram story and it was basically of their whole morning, waking up with their baby and breastfeeding and crying and feeling inadequate. And they really just showed everything that you can experience as a woman, as a mother, as a parent, without only, you know, showing their cute baby wearing a bow. It was everything. And I really appreciated that. Of course, that doesn't mean everyone has to. Not everyone should be expected to do that. No one should be expected to do that. But for those of us who are willing and open to doing that, I think it's really helpful to see that, especially as a young person, um, as we are, you know, we're about to navigate this world, hopefully, uh, you know, finding a partner, maybe starting a family, maybe not, I think is just really nice to see all these different experiences that people have and to see them on social media. I think that's terrific and spot on. I've seen so many more moms be so much more open about their experience. And I think it's so, it, it seems so freeing for them, but I think it's so great for us as we like look at that as a potential option in our life and like seeing what it actually is like and taking off the rose colored glasses, but also seeing the way that women support each other when you sort of take that filter away and you're like yeah this is me but it's also yeah everybody has their own journey like we were lizzie and i were watching the movie moxie last weekend and there was this one character that like it's all about feminism and there was this one character that was really resistant to the like outspoken very active feminism and for a while you're kind of like oh why is she like that like why isn't she supporting the movement but then you realize that it's like that's not how she's comfortable with it but she's comfortable in advocating in other ways and going through the systems and stuff like that. And I think it's not putting pressure on people to be one way or another, not putting pressure on people to be positive all the time, but not being open all the time because everybody's journey is different. Exactly. You cannot expect everyone to express themselves in the same way or to show support in the same way. And you know, it's okay to not post on your Instagram story when something happens. It's okay if you just want to have a conversation with someone because you're still working through it in your own way. What's not great is if you choose to, you know, do nothing and not work through it or even to not sit with it yourself. That's when mm -hmm. you may be hindering your own development. But beyond that, you should never expect everyone to, like I said, express themselves in the same way because it's just not how it works. God, that was perfect. I feel like that's like <laughs> tie the bow on it. That's it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Okay, so to round out this wonderful and long episode, thank you for staying with us. We figured we end this on a note where I'm not crying. So we figured a BuzzFeed quiz was a good way to do that. So, um, Molly, would you like to introduce the quiz? Yeah. So this quiz is from BuzzFeed. The name of the quiz is Your Stance on These Turn-Ons and Turn-Offs Will Determine Your True Age. So they're going to, I guess, guess our age. Um, we'll link it in the description. We know last time it was taken down. 
So cross your fingers. BuzzFeed doesn't do as dirty again. I swear. I will sue. Yeah. I mean, we have the girl that it's by. Should we remember her name? I'll DM her. If it gets taken yeah. down, I'll be like, hey, where's your quiz? <laughs> Why is it no longer on up? Um, yeah. So take a minute. Click on it. Um, so get it called up. And <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> so this first one says glasses, question mark. Which, and we have to say whether it's a turn off, a turn, turn on, on, or it, it depends. depends. It depends for me. Totally depends. Like, what if they're really ugly glasses? Like, that's not gonna help. I, I, don't I agree know. with that. I feel like Generally, I have to say turn on because Adam has glasses. <laughs> like, I can't. He, like, he's like. Let's be honest with this podcast here. He's illegally blind without his glasses on. He cannot see. When he okay. doesn't have them on, he cannot yes. see them. I have to get them for him. He is Velma. <laughs> oh, my God. So I feel like I have to say turn on, but I wouldn't say it's a turn on. I would. He just has glasses. You know what I mean? So I'm mm-hmm. going to say depends because it's not a turn on or a turn off. It just he has glasses. I have to say generally. I'm going to go generally on most of these because it's more interesting. Um, I'm going to say turn on. Okay. I love a good nerdy boy. I just don't think it affects my opinion at all. Mm. Okay, we have tattoos. Um, yeah. Yes. Tattoos with glasses. Like you know, you know the kind of glasses uh-huh. they wear. If they also have tattoos, so it's a big yes for me. I can picture that person. And I do think that that person is attractive, but I'm going to say turn off because I would not date them. I'm smashing. I would have their babies in a second. (laughs) Like, yeah, like, yeah, like they're attractive, (laughs) but not for me. You know what I mean? Okay. I yeah. I can see that. It's like hit or miss. It does depend for me. Like, I don't want someone like, but yeah, on the whole, yeah. Um, Okay, we have foreign accent. I'm not. I I I really don't care, honestly. Yeah, I'm going to say it depends, because it's not a turn off, but it's mm-hmm. also not a turn on. <laughs> I feel like yeah. for all of these, I'm going to say it depends, because I have no opinion. <laughs> yeah. I I want to move to Paris, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Sarah, we know your answer to this question. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like my answer. Yeah. <laughs> Potentially. Okay. Mustache. Oh, it depends. Depends. It really depends. The picture? Like, if it's going to be curled up in, like, a weird way, you know. Yeah. It really depends. Like, if they have a nice beard to go with it that's, like, clean shaven, looking good, that's Mm -hmm. great. Yeah, I'm... And it's all raggedy and gross. I'm more of a beard girl. I'm anti-facial hair. I'm not that anti. Well, actually, Adam considered growing out a beard during quarantine, like, just for fun. And he did it for, like, two weeks. And, yeah, it was just was not the vibe. <laughs> does he have, like, a full beard or does he patching? Um, no, it, like, grows in full. Obviously, yeah. like, that takes time, like, when you're clean shaven. Mm-hmm. So for a little bit, it was, yeah. like, not great. Mm-hmm. But then it, like, grows in full. And then it's like, okay, this yeah. is just not it. 
<laughs> I think I remember. I think I texted you both. I'm totally exposing myself here. Um, and I know he's not listening, but someone I was talking to had a beard and he shaved it. And he was like, oh, does it look good? <laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> my, my answer is not 100% yes. And he was like, so you hate it? And I was like, <laughs> I'm pleading the fifth. <laughs> Honesty is the best policy. Oh my gosh! Remember on The Bachelorette with Tasha when, like Noah, <laughs> shaved his mustache. Thank God, dead ass be me. I would have been like, "Here's the razor." Yeah, this literally would have done that. Same. Yeah. Um, oh, this next one's so funny. Cargo um, shorts. Cargo shorts. Again, it's deal. not a turn Absolutely. on. It's not a turn Think on. Think about who they can keep in those pockets. I'm sorry. <laughs> like what? Is that like a utility or a sexual? You wouldn't have to like, if you're like on vacation and you're hiking or something, you don't have to take purse because mm-hmm. they got all these pockets. Oh, yeah. Like in the context of hiking, like I'm like, okay, yeah, you're resourceful. Yeah, I guess practicality, <laughs> practicality, like. Yeah, it like depends. If someone rolls up on a date wearing cargo shirts, nothing's happening. But yeah. yeah. So it depends. Yeah, I'd say strong. It depends. Mm-hmm. Uh, Piercings. Nope. <laughs> I'm not Molly and I just made the same face. Yeah, you did. Neither. Oh, guys, I'm just not. I'm just not. I've seen way too many a guy with just the one ear pierced, and it's just not, just not the look for me. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. think it would like- bother me if they had their ears pierced in the past and then they didn't anymore. But I just feel yeah. like it... I don't know. It, I don't. Yeah. I could see. I don't how, mind earrings as much. Yeah. It's every. I don't know. Yeah. It depends. I'm just. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> face. I could see how someone. I don't know. I try and put myself in other girls' shoes. <laughs> like, well, if my personality was different, would I find this attractive? <laughs> you know what I oh mean? My God. And I could see how. I don't know. I don't know. Can we tell that Molly is an empath? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I put myself in the shoes of other people. <laughs> well, that's what I mean with like the tattoos. I'm like, I could see how someone could find that attractive, but, but like do for you me, find it attractive? no. Yeah, yeah, but okay. I could see how that person would. Uh, uh-uh. It's a tough. You're being selfish. You got to be selfish on um, this. That's a, I tough, agree. that's a tough ask. <laughs> um, this next one. Intense, Intense eye contact. contact. <laughs> It's I a really big no for me. Up. It's a no for you? It's a no for me. I mean, the anxiety was kick in so quickly for me. I um, don't like to make eye contact with anyone but my dog. So, for the man, that's terrifying. Maybe for like half a second, if that's an intense half second, but no more than that. Yeah, my like commitment issues say no, but yeah, it depends. Like in the right context, huge turn on in the right context huge turn off yeah yeah i think it's generally a turn off mm-hmm. i'm the same as lizzie i don't like to make eye contact <laughs> like mm-hmm. i don't know what the answer like, is like literally don't yeah. look at me please <laughs> i feel the same i really do absolutely <gasps> yes <laughs> my favorite thing to see out in the wild Ooh. or not in the yeah. wild what gray sweatpants yes mm-hmm. oh yeah, yeah. Um, this, I'm sorry, I'm talking about Adam so much on this podcast, and I think Sarah knows this about Adam, but 
um, Lizzie, I don't know if you know, but Adam has two outfits. He is a cartoon character. Everyone, all of our friends make fun of him because he's a cartoon character. He wears gray sweatpants and a navy Yukon slash Patriots slash Yankees shirt. Always navy. It's one of those three with gray sweatpants. Or he wears khakis with a navy slash blue button down. So wow. he has I mean, what he wears to work as a teacher and what he wears every other day of his life. That's it. At least he knows what he likes, right? I don't know what I like to wear at this point. I got a bit of everything, so. It's just hilarious. Mm-hmm. Like, I have to say turn on wow. because, like, all he wears is gray sweatpants. <laughs> that's what i'm gonna do i'm like i'm just gonna whenever i get a boyfriend i'm gonna be like here are five pairs of gray sweatpants wear nothing Birthday, else except for date night. Christmas. yeah like especially on date night especially on date night i mean like post date night yes yeah. like yeah. when we're going out to a fancy restaurant you better be in a suit or something spiffy that's fun but, down. yeah Mhm. Next one's super easy, at least for me. Same. Vaping. Super easy for me. Nope. I'm Turn so off. turned off by that. And smoking, like, if any yeah. kind of fumes are coming out of your mouth or your nostrils, no. Yeah, Just I. No. I was into this guy in college. <laughs> you both know. Um, I was super into this guy in college, and the brief moments where I was not into him were when he was like, he would literally run around a party trying to find my friend who had a vape like like a vape pen and i was like that is like one of the least attractive things like ever yeah Yeah, i'm with you i don't i don't like it not about it (laughs) sorry i scrolled to the next one (laughs) uniform we all know that i love a man in uniform any almost any uniform Mm. almost any Almost any. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, it's a picture of a firefighter. So it's a picture I'm just of a firefighter. I don't think that I am. I think it's a turn off. Interesting. And let me tell you why. A turn off? Oh, yeah. No, this is a turn off. Uh, but Your switch is going off. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no. <laughs> firefighter for sure. Turn off. Here's why. Lung cancer. <laughs> okay that's why hear me hear me out hear me out read the friend zone by abby i just remember the author's first name okay i'm sure i can find it with just the friend zone and abby i'm sure there's not two books (laughs) named the friend zone he is a firefighter and like i was like oh this is gonna be like a cute like romance novel and i was like okay that was the one that i was reading at work and i was like this is illegal um (laughs) You know what does turn me on, though? Like, EMTs? Yes. (laughs) That was, like, an unsure. um, Yeah, because I know a couple EMTs, but on the whole, I just feel like like, the vibe is just, I don't know. Like, they're such Mm -hmm. good people. (laughs) I'm so sorry. I can't get this one EMT out of my head, and I just can't. I can't. (laughs) Okay, anyway, I'm saying it's a turnoff because there's a firefighter. And it scares me. Also, Police officers. Swearing. Depends. It very much depends. Yeah. Like, depends on what words they're using, also. Like, there's some yes. that are no-goes. 
but mm-hmm. yeah, I swear I'm not gonna judge someone else for saying what I'm already saying. Yeah. Oh, I was like, there are sometimes like in some situations where I'm like, that can be a turn on. Like, mm-hmm. oh, also but, that. Oh, yes, that. Definitely I think it, that. Ver- oh. it's very like specific. <laughs> that is not. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Like I think it's it's my just... parents listen to this Elizabeth. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I meant like if someone's like I fucking love you like that. <laughs> That's not where my mind went to. I know, but now I'm there. I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Okay, anyway. I, I think after that conversation, <laughs> the way Lizzie just goes, I'm on mute. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I think it just depends. Really. Yeah. Because, like, I think so many people could be, you know, swearing like a sailor, and that's not cute. About, like, nothing. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. <laughs> no, I know. I was just being like, it depends yeah it just really depends because I, I feel like some people like overuse swearing like if someone was swearing about something yeah. that was really simple like I was so F-bomb annoyed with like I don't know like some just something that was so like mundane and like dumb I would just be like mm-hmm. okay that's not that dramatic <laughs> I like using it for emphasis yeah if it's I think yeah. that's the thing like if someone's like but if yeah. it's something that's worth being emphasized, but I feel like so I don't know. I think really. I'm the- sorry. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Lizzie. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm still I'm recovering. Sorry. Me too. <laughs> when you said for emphasis, I was like, yes, for emphasis. <laughs> I know. I can see that thought process going through your head. <laughs> oh my god, what does this podcast turn to? <laughs> It is one year of quarantine, okay? <laughs> no, I know, but we um, just are, just two of our listeners dropped off. Your parents, they just dropped off. I'm <laughs> fully telling my parents not to listen to this one. No, tell them like, to listen, listening. like to right up until this yeah, point. Yeah, they'll be curious. <laughs> so they'll probably keep going, and then they'll be like, <laughs> yeah, they'll be like, uh-uh. I'll be like. <laughs> Molly's microphone just like muted itself. It really did. It really did. Oh my god. Oh my god. That was really okay. sad. Kind of in a similar vein. Public displays of affection. Eh. I don't know. I'm just not an affectionate person, so I can't see myself doing it, but it doesn't bother me when other people do. Yeah. Um, I mean, it depends how, like... How display? Oh, yeah. How, how much? Yeah, like how much like, public affection is on display? I feel like turn on if it's like a quick kiss or like uh like grabbing my hand. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, but if you're like sitting on a bench making out, like no. <laughs> yeah, I'd say turn on. I like spontaneity. I like people to. Yeah. This next one's hilarious. Oh my god, I'm scared. <laughs> Lizzie, I know your answer to this one. Is Lizzie allergic to cats? Well, no. I have one cat living with me now, but I did grow up with a lot of cats. Mm-hmm. A lot of cats. So, 
going to be a turn on, but it also could be a turn off because I want my cat to be the center of attention if we ever move in together, you know? Mm-hmm. So like, I don't want them to have yeah. a cat because I have a cat. You know what I mean? Yeah. I personally feel like, yeah, and I do know what you mean, Lizzie, but I personally feel like it's a turn on because that means like they're nurturing and like caring for another like multiple beings and like multiple cute mm. little beings you know especially cats like cats are super like finicky and like dramatic and same so like if they can care uh-huh. for all these cats then like i'm sure they can care for me too <laughs> that's a great point i do feel like it'd be a certain kind of person to have a cat yeah so, and i feel like I think I'm boys most- who like cats make great boyfriends I'm going to no, like I agree with all of those points, but personally, it's a turn off because I would go into anaphylactic shock if they owned multiple That's a good cats. Point. That's a really well, good if point. If you're, uh, yeah, I mean, if you're allergic to cats, it's obviously a turn off. <laughs> I was like, it would be a turn off for both parties because, like, then I would like be like swollen, like my face would like blow up, <laughs> like balloon, and then I'll be like, I just have to go home. <laughs> yeah, graduated from clown college. Okay, we can just bypass this one and say turn yeah, off. Turn like, off. we we are money. <laughs> it's a turn on for me. It's not hundred yep. percent a turn yep. on. Mm-hmm. No fucking way. <laughs> Mine gave me my age. Mine gave me my age too. Mine gave me my age as I reported it on a TikTok. <laughs> so we all got 23. 23. <laughs> wow. The description wow. is, you might be older, but you still feel like you're 23. You're ambitious, but can feel insecure at times. Theme of the episode. And frequently find yourself getting caught up in drama, but you're on your way to leading a life full of adventure and excitement. Love that for us. Cool. That's wild, because we all had different stuff, but I guess we're all 23. Watch that just be the only answer they put for this quiz, so everyone gets it. Yeah. Because we all know only 23-year-olds are going to be taking this. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was so fun. I'm going to have to cut, like, half of that out. (laughs) It's fine. It's fine. Now my coworkers are listening to this. (laughs) You know? It's like like that vine of, like, going into the meeting, and it's like, hey... How y'all doing? <laughs> I'm gonna go into the next staff wow. meeting and be like, hey. <laughs> oh my god. No, but um, oh I don't think they all are. That would be quite a time. That would be. Okay. <laughs> that was good point and on. <laughs> all right. Well, we will let all of our listeners go there. Thank you mm-hmm. for tuning in and thank you, Lizzie, for joining us. Real quick, where can our listeners find you? And if you want them to follow you. <laughs> well, I actually just made my Instagram public a couple days ago. Big step for me. I'm not going to be posting, but if you do want to see the nothing that I post, my at is Lizzie Williams. Lizzie with a Y, though. People always put IE. Um, you can also find me at learnittogether.org, my soon-to-be mm-hmm. nonprofit. Um Remember, if you want to tutor, you can always DM me on Instagram. I do respond to DM because I get about two a day. So can't wait to see you there. Amazing. 
Well, thank you again so much, Lizzie, for coming on and being such a wonderful guest host. If you enjoyed this episode or any of our other episodes, please take a few minutes and go to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating and review. Um, The more you do that, the more people that can find this podcast. Um, And I'm going to stop there because I just got through two sentences without saying um, anything wrong. So... (laughs) I think that's a good ending point. That's a good high point for my week.